Blog Talk Radio. It's March 22nd, 2020. Hello and welcome to to working. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressive for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown. I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interests of the membership. Working for a Living is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Listen Now, Player FM, you may follow us on. Bring Jeff on to the radio show. Welcome, Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm good, Leroy. How are you? I'm I'm good. You know, it's been a real trying week, and uh, we'll yes, get into yes. a little further. Yeah. You know, we. You know, I wrote an article uh, on our website on um, a week ago Friday that talked about, you know, needing, if they're going to work us, at least we should have protective equipment, face masks and sanitizer, and maybe even a little uh, relief, extra relief, one minute every half hour. Uh, that was added at our, in our radio show, the one-minute relief. And then the task force was announced uh, that they were going to work on what they're going to do, and they said that they were going to have an hour between shifts and only work eight hours a day, and everybody keep on working. And, of course, that was Tuesday night when that uh, was posted out for everybody's edification. And the membership was not impressed with that. People on the floor began to choose life over their lifetime livelihood. Now, it's our opinion that you leave and there's a there's a Nevada Supreme Court case uh, and maybe other legislation, but I mean, we're not lawyers, but that uh, says that uh, if you are concerned uh, about your life, that uh, you can't be fired should you have walked out. We're not in any way promoting anybody walking out. Uh, Sterling Heights, uh, SHAP, their FCA, they did what we suggested. The people called their committeemen of health and safety. And they all got their heads together there. And when it didn't come out the way they wanted it to on Tuesday night, they just simply said, we're not going to touch any more product. And they stood on their job station and didn't touch the product, any of it. Of course, labor relations came down and they were all you know, geared up for war. And then in the end, they just sent them home. And that solidarity uh, allowed for some political pressure to be placed. won't get into that any more than just saying that. And by quarter to two, they 
announced that they were going to shut down all the Detroit three, or the the big three. I'm not saying the big three. They're not all in Detroit anymore. The big three plants. And some sort of a, a controlled shutdown way. Well, obviously there's General Motors plant managers trying to make a name for himself and didn't schedule shutdowns. Uh, you know, the Fort Wayne and, and uh, Flint Truck Assembly in particular were going to schedule on into next Wednesday, 25th. And then they had a case there in, in Flint that came out on the 19th at truck assembly that had been out, the worker had been out for, we don't know if it's a man or woman, we don't know, uh, been out from the 5th and 14 days later on the 19th that he said he, the person had it. We don't know if it's he or she. She just don't know. So, at least we don't. Uh, obviously, some people do. Probably people work around it. So, that came out on the 19th, and they decided they were going to shut down next day. So, they, you know, as it's going to be longer than a weekend, they have a little protocol to do that. And, of course, uh, Fort Wayne, I believe, did the same thing once they realized what it was. This is life and death. You're making decisions to put people in harm's way. There's already enough for people making pittance for money that are going to work at the grocery stores and pharmacies and the dollar stores and some of the places for you to get a haircut and get your their nails done. So these are all close quarters jobs. In Michigan, they got shut down this morning at nine o'clock. Those uh, personal services, hair, hair and nails and massages and all of that. That's all shut down now here in Michigan. I understand there's still one plant working. Some plant manager trying to make a name for himself. And I'm going to guess trying to make a name for herself. And I posted it when they uh, announced they were going to shut down uh, Flint Truck Assembly. I said, yeah, they're trying to make a name for herself. All right. It just might not be the name they desired. Because when people start dying, let's let that sink in. It's going to be a whole different scenario. And a lot of people are saying, oh, we're coming back on the 6th, we're coming back on this. You know, it's looking more like the middle to the end of April before anybody's going back to work. We don't know. We're not soothsayers. But the personal care services aren't going back to work until the 16th of April, as I understand, here in Michigan. So that's the latest one. You know, schools were supposed to be out to the end of the month or indefinite, depending where you are. So the country's pretty much shutting down. And it's 
you know, sorry about that. I've asked some of my friends if we if they've ever seen it before in their lifetime, if they thought they'd ever see it before in their lifetime. And they said, no, never seen it and never thought we'd ever see this kind of thing go on. The country is literally shut down. You know, I, I get out once a day to try and get some exercise and buy a couple little things groceries to keep off, keep my finger on the, the pulse of our area here. And it's dead. I mean, Tuesday night I had to drive to Detroit Metro. And when I come back on I-96, which is usually pretty populated road, interstate highway, it didn't have cars on it for as far as you could see front or back at some points. And that wasn't just a few. That was several points like that. So... The country's shutting down. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes in our life when it starts back up. And this is affecting everybody, you know, the young people, the high school students, elementary school students, junior high, universities, you know, workers around the country. And we need to try and keep everybody safe. And for life of me, I don't know why we haven't distributed masks in mass to the public like they did in China. No one can go out. They had their grocery stores and things open. No one could go out without a mask. I don't know why grocery store attendants and staff and the pharmacies don't have masks. All of my banks, all of my banks, have closed their lobbies. And if you need something, it's by appointment only. And they're going to give you the protection, personal protection that you need. In other words, they're going to get you a mask when you come in the door. They're not going to meet you face-to-face, open air. Last Sunday on our show, we suggested that, again, that we need to have masks and sanitizer and at least a minute every half hour if they're going to work us. There's a plant out there on the border of Kansas and Missouri. It's in Missouri. It's still working. And it's going to change. This whole thing is going to change in a week or so, when some of these people that have had it and been contagious and given it to others and you don't even know you got it. See, the cycle is you, you get it. And for four, up to 14 days or more, you can be contagious and not even know you have it yourself. So all these thermal imaging things, it's better than nothing. Let's say that you... You know, your body temperature is elevated. That's fine. And it's going to stop those from passing it on. But there's a lot of people that have it, even to this day, that don't know that. So it's, uh, you know, this cycle is 14 days, and then you can get it. And, you know, it's... uh, 
you know, if you're young, you've got a good chance to survive. As you're older, it's not as good. And everybody's heard all of that. So, I mean, we as leaders, whether we're opinion leaders or we're actual elected leaders, need to recognize the health and safety. We say it every, every show when we start our show. Power and control is not, leadership is not about power and control, but rather for the honor and privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. In other words, it's about the people. From a union perspective, it's about the people. Do we want the companies to survive and thrive? Yeah. You know, General Motors are going to keep the parts warehouse. That's the last division I worked in. I worked in, what, seven different divisions. Virtually every division, in the, except for electromotive, where they build trains, train engines. Worked in pretty much every division. Not nameplate, but division. Okay, so the uh, notion that the parts warehouse has to work, you know, if you're going to do it, the union's going to negotiate and allow it, even on a voluntary basis. They need to be protecting our members. Okay, so that's kind of what went on this past week. And we had a show on Sunday, and then it kind of, you know, morphed around Monday and Tuesday, and then on Wednesday it started getting real. couple of plant managers trying to make their name for themselves. Looks like they turned into being a goat rather than a hero. So, having said that, let's let's move on. Uh, it's been a crazy week. And I know that I was on the phone a lot on Wednesday early. And you know, that's about all I dare say about that. We, you know who I am. I've been pretty much politically connected pretty deep for decades and have helped a lot of people get elected that are currently elected and other things. So when calls were made for a change in their policy from Tuesday night at 145, that was welcome. Some of the plant managers, well, we're not happy. Okay, Jeff, uh, anything else from your end that you noticed this week? Um, yeah, my end, as of yesterday, my plant was working. They are doing what they call a deep clean. But, you know, this is the time of year cars don't sell. Um. Nobody should be in the plants. Um, I was supposed to get my hair cut last Thursday. The manager of the company called me up and said, we may have to cancel everything until April 1st. And they called me the next day and canceled it. I understood, you know. Right. Those those ladies are around people 
eight hours a day, twelve hours a day. Um, I did stop at Meyer earlier in the week, and the cashier was just in a bad mood. And I understand she didn't want to be there. Um, it's just this is nothing that I have seen before. But these plants do not need to be open. Shut them down. Um, more than likely, you don't have enough material to do a deep clean like the way you want. So shut the plants down. Cars don't sell this time of year. It's the bottom line. Um, let's What's been going around here? Flat Rock. Uh, you're right. It's a sad situation. Sad situation. We had a gentleman from nearby Southgate that passed away from it. Um, it's just a couple towns over. So it's, it's tough. You can't really advise people because some of them are going to do it we're going to do. Hopefully, they learned their lesson real quick. I did hear about an hour ago, Rand Paul tested positive. Right. Um, and so has Ted Cruz. So. Right. Yeah. Be safe, people. Be safe. Right. It's a very serious time, Jeff. So. Well, let's get into the show a little bit, and, uh, you know, this is going to be, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about this, but, um, you know, everybody needs to understand, please try and follow the protocols. If you can shelter in place, if you're able to do that, please do that. Uh, you know, the governor here in Michigan has asked everybody to do it voluntarily as much as they can, and everybody's doing it. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I try to get out uh, briefly once a day. Uh, and I mean briefly, uh, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go to a, a park, different parks. I never go to the same park because of who I am, I suppose. But I get to the park and I go for a little walk. I gotta get uh, one of the was his Dr. Oz or whatever he is. He he says uh, get a walk and if you can because that stimulates your immune system. So that's one of the things that I heard just today actually. But uh, there's a lot of things that we can do to try and mitigate this. You know, I, like I said, I got masks nine weeks ago now uh, that, for my friends, and everybody that, that wants one has one uh, for my friends, and they're available on Amazon. You can buy them. They're pretty cheap, 100 for $39. There was another one for 100 for $69. So if you need something to protect yourself, that, that's where you go. I can't believe some of these companies aren't buying, you know, three or four, five of these hundreds to take care of their people that are working on a cash register, for example, face-to-face. Uh, you know, I know Myers here shut down meat cutting and any of the deli uh, services are not face-to-face anymore. They package it up and they put it out in the uh, the, the coolers for you. So, uh, and then, you know, if it's gone, it's gone. So, um, so it's just uh, just a tough time, folks. 
and we got to be real cognizant of those folks that are serving us. So, uh, and you're going to hear that a couple times during the show because people write in and talk to us about it. So, uh, okay, uh, Jeff, why don't you take that first announcement? We only got a couple, and then we're going to move on into emails and our reports. Okay. Working for a living trust that during the COVID-19, everyone had a safe and happy week. Also, during March, we are now celebrating Women's History Month. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, and there's a lot of women's history out there. You know, that's that's important, even even during this this month here. You know, I mean, uh, somebody said that geez, they thought for the longest time that Rosie Rosie the Riveter was, and she wasn't gay at all. She was a you know, a well-to-do woman who went and worked in the plant and made a name for herself because she was a hard worker. And she had, what, I don't know, six kids or something like that, married to a, uh, a man in Flint. So this was, uh, you know, just a regular person. So we've got to be careful of these stereotypes we stick on people just because they out there in the, in the public, you know. So uh, the second one, during this time, at least we forget that there are two ongoing strikes in Monroe, Michigan, and one in Tiffin, Ohio. It's one in Monroe and one in Tiffin, Ohio. And we wish those sisters and brothers the very best as they try to do this very tough time to have strike, obviously, and we wish them the best as they try and, uh, you know, improve their own lot in their workplace. So thank you. Uh, Jeff, you want to take that first email? Sure. Thank you, UAW workers of Michigan, once again being the pioneers of a revolution in name withheld. Um, Michigan's where it all started years ago. Yep. Uh, number two, you can't stop solidarity once the ball is rolling. You just have to sit back and wait until it's over. Name with help. That's true, you know. And we saw it this past yes, week. Yes. You know, a lot of people, yep. a lot of people, uh, you know, took notice of Shap for doing what, what we talked about earlier. You know, and there were others that walked out. You know, I got reports that a lot more walked out and reported that to the mainstream media, and some of them, didn't wasn't true. So be careful of what you're re you know repeating out there because you know I got caught in a little chick bag myself this week. None of us are perfect, and that's the example there that I'm trying to say. Be careful what you repeat. There's a lot of this stuff that's out there that's just simply not true. Okay, and there's some of it that's kind of half true. Okay, so. Um, you know, be be careful what you put out there. Uh, and, you know, in the end, nobody does this by herself. No matter if you're making the political calls, you couldn't do it if you didn't have support of the membership. You know, there's a lot of people that thought, that still think, that leadership lost the confidence of membership Tuesday night when that came out. Because this is about life and death. And some people 
too far from this. And it's sad, very sad. So uh, I'm getting pings. I'm not sure where they're all coming from because I don't see PMs, so that's good. Um, go ahead with number three there, Joe. Okay. The person that got it at Flint Assembly had been out of work since March 5th. The company said that they were notified his test results on the 19th. Conveniently, 14 days later, which just so happens to be the congested period for the virus. My opinion is that they knew he had it and waited 14 days intentionally. Name withheld. Um, I can see that happening in a lot of places. Exactly. And, uh, you know, when the corporations or plants are questioned and queried about what's going on, you know, they're not going to be forthright and forthcoming so much because they don't want contagion to occur. They don't want the whole damn country just to go out. This is like, you know, everybody that's been wanting a general strike, well, you got it. You got your general strike. Just not, it didn't happen the way you wanted. Okay? And nobody's actually, well, two, two facilities that we know of are on strike, but you know, when they have life and death situation out there and work stops, okay, I mean, let's, and you're even hearing it out of the current president, that we got to take care of the workers and then we got to take care of the corporation for their losses. It's the first time I've ever heard him say we got to take care of the workers. Okay. And that's kind of a good thing. People are waking up that it's important to take care of the workers. Yeah, actually happening right before our eyes, including some people that didn't give two hoots in hell about us in the past. So let's, uh, let's kind of make the most out of this general strike that we got going on. This is, you know, not exactly a general strike that we like, we like we'd like, and it's not the best of circumstances but we can turn some lemons in for some uh, lemons and lemonade, right? Let's try and do that as best we can. So, uh, okay. Uh, things are fluid right now. Number, number four. Things are fluid right now, but if it were me in charge, I'd tell the membership to plan to be out two weeks and expect it to change based on what the state and the federal government does. That's good advice. Um, you know, who knows how far this is going to go? You start seeing, you know, the results that Spain and and uh, Italy and China had, and uh, you're going to uh, be pretty uh, uh, hard pressed to push people back to work. So, talk a little bit about statistics in a minute. The grocery store and other uh, number f- number five. I'll just go ahead and and, and take that. The grocery store and other staff members are overtasked, and when you look them in the eyes, they're scared because they are in contact with the public and have not been given protective equipment. Please do as much as you can to practice protocols around them, name with health. That's good advice, and you know, part of what I've been saying tonight, and what Jeff's been saying, this is coming from some of the things that we've been hearing all week. 
is they people write uh, stuff over during the week and stuff. So uh, I'll take the definition. It's quarantine as a noun, a state, place, period, or place of isolation in which people or animals that have arrived from elsewhere or been exposed to infectious or contagious disease are placed. As a verb, impose isolation on a person, animal, or place within a quarantine. Okay. So that's that's kind of what a quarantine is, and that's the whole shelter in place is, you know, is like a request. We're not at that in Michigan. She hasn't. Our governor, Gretchen Whitmer, has not done that yet. But she's asked us to please do as much as we can to isolate ourselves. And believe me, when I do go out, I'm, I'm not in contact with anybody. And I wear my mask if I happen to stop and get a gallon of milk or something so that nobody's going to catch anything, nor am I going to catch anything from me. Okay? So just just know that uh, uh, it might sound like I'm violating, but i uh, I got to get out and get exercise, and I'm in the store. Believe me, I'm not catching it, and I'm not giving it out if I do have it. I don't believe I do. Let's be clear about that. But I'm still cautious. Jeff, you want to take this week's quote? Sure. Your grandparents were called to war. You're being called to sit on your couch. And you can do this. The offer is unknown. And it's very true. Just stay home, sit on the couch, watch TV. I know it's going to be a boring summer without any sports or concerts happening, but uh, it's just part of life right now, this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, with everything going on, Leroy, I didn't find a whole bunch about women's history this week because Facebook is just covered with, um, with this virus stuff even from the other uh, UAW pages. But I did see that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's birthday was this week. So we want to wish her a happy birthday. And I hope she has many more to come. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll take personal privilege and say uh, uh, in 2013 and 14 I was asked to assist a a teacher that was a member of the MEA and asked to sit in on a strategy meeting and uh, I had a lot of input there everything that I uh, indicated would happen in the positive did happen she got back to work. She got, you know, uh, over $60,000 in back pay. And they changed the law so that nobody else would be fired for that ever again. Uh, that that young lady's birthday is today. So happy birthday. And uh, I'm so pleased to have been able to assist you in your effort to get your job back. And I know the MEA and your chairperson, Sandy, did a really, really good job there, and Sandy just looked like she was beaming at the end of that meeting. I'm sure she was beaming. I haven't talked to her uh, since that, but uh, I'm sure she's beaming at the idea that they had a good victory 
and uh, their attorney also did a nice job. So, uh, again, no one does it by herself. But as a team, oh, my, what we can do. And I want that to be the theme here tonight especially. No one does it by herself. No matter how much you're out there beating your drums, slapping your, your gums, nobody does it by themselves. You must have the support of others around you and the membership at large. Why that changed on Wednesday. So, um, so women's history, I, you know, I mean, that's kind of a couple of nice stories about women's history. You know, I, you know, they they tried to, you know, disadvantage this woman, and she got her job back. So that's that's another nice little story that I participated in, but very nice story. Or she got a son and a daughter that now benefit from mom being back to work now for uh, six years. So. Uh, it's kind of nice, six and a half years. So uh, it's kind of nice. So, anyhow, um, my report uh, to work or not work, we've kind of covered a lot of that already. Um, you know, it's it's life-threatening. I'm not going to get into whether you can or can't walk off. We're going to say, please do go to work if you're asked to go to work. Get a hold of your health and safety community person and ask them why, if you're still working, that you are still working. Okay. I don't care if you work for a grocery store and you're another union. Call your committee staff and get a hold of them. Tell them you want your health and safety room. Tell them you need protective equipment. You know, where is this stuff going? You know, I hear, you know, the hospitals and the the first responders, they all need it. But there are stashes around the world and in this country. I know that the governor uh, here in Michigan noticed that the other day, saying there's there's some companies that have had stashes of such things here, masks, in Michigan, and they're going to release them to be used in this, you know, very difficult time. So they're out there. You know, China didn't curb their their numbers until they had everybody wearing a mask. The entire, well, not the entire country, but the entire affected area all had masks on. And they used drones to enforce it. Okay, so I watched it, saw it. Not, not some game or anything. So do you choose life or do you choose livelihood? People are doing that, some in more crafty ways than others, but people are indeed doing that. I know that I uh, drove by the uh, Kroger store last evening at 8 o'clock because I just checked things and never got out of the car. They closed, and they were supposed to be open until 10 o'clock. They, closed, they were closed at 8 o'clock, and everybody was surprised. So somebody's, you know, actually acting on such things, like we're talking about, choose life or livelihood. Okay. I'm not sure you can be discharged if you choose life over livelihood because you walked out. But we're not going to get into that. You're going to talk to lawyers, et cetera. It's, you know, we don't have... 
any authority to try and enforce it at all. We're not going to tell you not to go to work. So, uh, regarding some of the Super Meyer, Walgreens, and Walmart have all changed their hours from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, okay, thank you. So that's what's going on, Leroy. Okay, all right. Well, everybody was surprised by it. I know that. So that's the reason. It wasn't anybody walking off the job or anything. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jeff, for clarifying that. I know it's it surprised everybody there, including me. So, uh, and there wasn't a lot of people. That, you know, I mean, you know, a couple dozen cars uh, coming in and everybody that was in there leaving at that time. So, uh, but thank you for that clarification, Jeff. Uh, again, you know, nobody knows everything, right? So, um, on some statistics, Wednesday, the United States was uh, number eight in the world with uh, new case. Well, with total cases of COVID-19, we were number eight. We've been slowly creeping up this morning. We were number four, knocking on the door of number three. I just updated my tracking site where they they update regularly, but I, I do it every morning at nine uh, and get new numbers. But I just updated it, and we had about 4,000 this morning from yesterday and now we have 8,000, and we have surpassed Spain as number three, and we are now number number three in total cases. So we've gone from eight to number three since last Wednesday. That's significant because the cases now, we have 32,000 total cases here so far. China had 81,000, and... Uh, they didn't have any new reported uh, since yesterday, nothing new, or they didn't report one of the two. Uh, Italy is number two at 59,000. They had you know, 5,500 new cases. And the total cases per population, now this is the, this is the one that's got everybody concerned, okay? Of the top, We'll go down about five, six, okay? Because China has so many people, they had 56 per million, okay? Italy had 978 per million. Uh, We're going to come back to the USA. Just want to contrast that. Uh, Spain has 612 per million. Germany... 297 per million, Iran 258 per million, France 245. Thus far in the United States, and we're late to the curve here, we're one of the last countries to really start to get it. We're 50 days behind China, according to some people. So that's kind of where you can expect this to go. That's two full months, almost two full months probably at least six weeks left of this whole mess. Uh, We have 98 per million, okay? And you can expect us to be at least the low number, 245 per million. 
and that's a whole lot further down the, the pipe than where we're at now. And we are, gain, you know, we're, this isn't a race we want to win. Okay, it's not a race we want to win. So we had 8,257 8, new cases since yesterday. And we just surpassed number three. We are number three. So as more and more cases come in, uh, and the, the total cases worldwide, when you look at that chart, that graph, that chart is almost straight up now and has been for about two weeks. It's not even beginning to slow. Not even beginning to slow. Till it starts to slow worldwide and here in the United States, then we'll know that we're seeing some relief. But right now, uh, it's it's not good. You know, it's just not good that these numbers are straight up and the USA is climbing now. We're a long way from number two in Italy at 59,000. We currently have 30, 32,464, up, up 8,257 from yesterday. Okay, and so let's, you know, try and follow the protocols. You know, if you do go out, and there's nothing wrong with going out, okay? Make sure you're, if you're in a public area, Try and maintain six feet the best you can with that. And if you can, be masked up. And then wash your hands every opportunity. And if you go in the store, you know, they, they provide sanitizer when you go in the store. And uh, I always grab a little something on the way out, too. So, uh, you know, that contaminate me or my stuff. And then I come home and I wipe it all down once I get home, too. You know, packages and things. Because you don't know who's handled them, so. Let's be careful. Life over livelihood, right? Uh, there is a possible treatment, uh, something that's been around since the uh, Panama Canal days when they had uh, malaria. And uh, uh, this uh, quinine is something, they got a couple different versions of it. Uh, it's supposed to have some uh, value that nothing else is having with this right now. And the people that have been in the test are recovering within six days, 100%, within six days of beginning a treatment. Total recovery. Uh, that's what the, the article said and the video said. I understand that they're now going to try and use that in this uh, as a treatment. And, you know, what do you got to lose, right? So uh, let's let's pray everybody. You know, I don't know if you have a God or don't have a God or whatever, some higher power. But this is a time when we really need to, you know, not only doing our best, but asking others to do their best. And if you put it out there in your actual words and say, please help us with this treatment, and people will begin to hear that. And, you know, the more you say that, the better it's going to be, I think. So, uh, let's, I've got one more thing in my report. We'll try and be out of here by 8 o'clock uh, if we can. Uh, I know we got a pretty full switchboard, and I don't see any hands up just yet. But uh, uh, it, in the past week, we've had 
some uh, week and a half, I guess. Uh, we've had some uh, uh, folks comparing the UAW and the U.S. United States constitutions, especially regarding the framers. Well, uh, that's an interesting thing to say that they're both the same. Because while they're both constitutions that you must abide by, they're very, very different when it comes to the framers. Very different. Uh, the framers of the United States Constitution were a group of people uh, that uh, came up with it, and you've heard about them, you know, Jefferson, Jackson, Washington, all of these, you know, framers of our Constitution. Okay, and there's never been, to my knowledge, a constitutional convention for the United States Constitution. Ever, ever. But we have had amendments, and one amendment was repealed. Prohibitions. Okay, so uh, the changes to the U.S. Constitution are by amendment. Okay, whether additions or subtractions. And the core, the core Constitution before the amendments and the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments uh, that were added, uh, those, uh, those remain the same by and large. They haven't been changed. Uh, so, especially the core. Those framers intended it to, to be there for all time. That's true. Now, the UAW Constitution, unlike the U.S. Constitution, was framed by members, okay, and they were considered the framers of the UAW Constitution. The UAW Constitution has changes every four years at the Constitutional Convention. You've heard of it. Time gone, right? So to say that it, that something that was amended and replaced in 1954 was part of the framers' intentions is absolutely wrong. And that's what the International Executive Board just said, that the framers didn't want retirees to participate. The framers did not have that in the Constitution when they framed it. It was in a it was changed in the nineteen fifty four and if my memory certainly fifty four, but it could have been sixty four Constitutional Convention. It was changed. And then it was clarified even further by this United States Supreme Court that said Bert Plate Glass versus chemical workers, allied chemical workers, said that there's a wall between retirees and actives, and actives shall not ever negotiate on behalf of the retirees for their own benefit of the actives. And that gave, gave rise to what's called 
permissive bargaining. Permissive bargaining. And it's been uh, widely held that the unions have stuck up for retirees and their own members and weren't concessionary at every con every contract or every word out of their mouth, including life and death last Tuesday night. I view that as very concessionary to the corporation, very life of our members was attacked by our leadership in a concessionary way without protections that we ask that, that we have. So, regarding permissive bargaining, that was held that way for decades after the 1971 Pittsburgh play class versus chemical workers. That you could not negotiate for retirees only in a permissive way. And the, and the Supreme Court could never even in fathom that a union wouldn't always be negotiating for retirees in, a, in a, a positive way. Okay, but then came the VIVA in 19, I'm sorry, 2005, 6, 7, and 8, and the second version of it in 9. I was the intervening plaintiff in the VIVA. By and through my attorney, we made the case that they couldn't negotiate in a negative for us because of what the Supreme Court Justice said in his opinion in the Pittsburgh Plate Glass versus Chemicals. But the District Court Judge Cleveland, Federal District Court Judge, saw fit to discount our argument and say, oh, this is permissive bargaining because it's agreed by the union to negotiate with the company, even though it's taking things away. It's permissive. It's allowed by the union. Essentially saying, if you don't like what's being done, then you have to change it within your union. And that, brothers and sisters, is why I have been tenacious since 2006 in doing exactly what I've been doing here and other places. I had a very close person say, you know, I don't like what's going on in the union. I'm not too happy with the Democratic Party. And I simply asked this person who's very, very close to me, working in another town. Why do you think I'm doing what I'm doing? Okay. Because permissive bargaining was no longer positive after the VIVA, at, at or after the VIVA. It's been negative. And the International Executive Board of the UAW has approved contracts after contracts after contracts they have allowed permissive bargaining in the negative against retirees. And, of course, all the workers that are active, too, got to stop in both instances. And I said last week, you know, the, the appeal that's now 
trying to be thwarted by the international deals with actives. Two of the issues are dealing with the active workers and only one with the retires. So we got a lot of work to do in our unions. And this argument that the UAW Constitution is like the U.S. Constitution is absolutely wrong. And when they quote stuff that was changed well after the framers made it, they're absolutely wrong and ignorant of everything that they think they're trying to do. Despicable, despicable that they would stick up for negative permissive bargaining. And that's what they're doing. Permissive bargaining should always be positive. It should be something that's agreed to by all. And certainly the retirees, subject to facing a 50% cut, given that this stock market doesn't rebound. It's down a long ways, brother and sister. Retirees face a 50% cut. The snapshot day is September 30. We'll see where it's at on September 30. And you'll have that effect on January 1, 2021. And God help the union leadership that's in in place on January 1, 2021, when they cut, if they cut, pensions by 50%. And that would happen whether or not the law got changed because they codified it inside the UAW-GM, UAW-Ford, UAW-FCA agreements. If the funding falls below 80%, pension funding level falls below 80%, there'll be a 50% cut in the pensions. Okay? And they're trying to justify that by saying that the framers of the Constitution made it so you couldn't appeal. One more thing about the appeal. Each and every opportunity that they raise, element that they raise, that says retirees may not participate in the negotiation process. Negotiation process, obviously, between the bargaining unit and the company, even active workers don't participate in that. The ratification vote is only done by active employees, active members. Retirees don't participate in that. We don't aspire to. That is the negotiation process. That's when it ends. Once it's ratified, the negotiation process is over. We're not allowed to participate in the negotiation process. Upon ratification, there's no more process left. There's only the result of those. And nor did we ask, so everybody understands, nor did we ask, for a revo, or for a change in any of the negotiation process, but only constitutional matters of the result of the bargaining process. So we're participating after me. I, I assert that I'm participating 
after the bargaining process. Very distinctly different. Now, I know the PRB is not listening, but they're going to hear it. Also, also, we requested that the International Executive Board recuse himself. I see somebody stand up. Give me a minute. Recuse himself. And then they answered the appeal, saying it was improper. Well, we have precedent by other retirees that have participated after the negotiation process was complete and appealed the, the ratification vote afterward. There's precedent. And there's precedent in some other things that they, they wanted to talk about that had nothing to do with the appeal. Being president of a local union has nothing to do with the appeal. Zero. But they're trying to expand that into different areas to keep us from really attacking their sorry ass. And we're gonna. There's a lot more of us than there are of them. And we're not going to take advantage of anybody. We're just going to protect everybody. And we're kind of good at it. We've been doing it a long time. We, not just me. Okay, we, not just me. Right? We got a lot of people involved in this. Yeah, so they, they went ahead and, and answered it. Not only against our request, but there's this thing called ethical practices. And when there's a conflict of interest in that every one of them and the negotiation team, negotiating team, were part of the appeal itself, that they may be affected should there be constitutional violations, that only a higher authority with credentials can actually clarify for all of us. But yet and still, the ethical practices that require them to recuse themselves and just simply send it on to the next level were violated by and through their answer. Begging charges for ethical practices. We haven't made that decision yet. We're talking about it. We'll see. Uh, so having said all of that, uh, that's kind of where that appeals at. And I'm pretty pissed that they're even thinking that the UAW Constitution framers intended all of this to be the same way because the framers had nothing to do with retirees. That was handled decades later. Constitutional convention change. And yet these people are running the union and they put them in power of positions of power to answer such a referendum vote or appeal, a referendum vote appeal. So, you know, we got a long way to go and a whole lot of cleaning up to do, including Reggie. Because Reggie doesn't know what he's talking about. He signed it. And you just heard me debunk it. I see our brother Tom is here. We're at 801 and we don't have any deadline tonight, but. Uh, Brother Tom is uh, here wanting to say a couple words. And uh, Brother Tom, a lot going on, and uh, welcome to the show tonight. And uh, you take your time, whatever you need. I'll, I'll take my time, but once again, great, great report, uh, Leroy, and uh, I really do appreciate what you 
try to do for all our brothers and sisters, uh, and the reason I use the word try is because the hurdles that are put up before you are immense. And a lot of people that I've talked to over the last 10 days in light of what we had transpired where it seemed to be we had some ineptness in in the ability of our leadership to get things done for its membership. But thank God for our brothers and sisters at Sterling Heights that came out and shined the light and had some help with that situation from other folks out there. It's an example of what we used to have when we had a gentleman uh, named Walter Ruther who demanded attention and got it. Now, why do you think he could demand attention and get it? And the people that we have in power today struggled three, four, five, six days to get anything done for these four people on the line. And all they were asking is for justice in the workplace to have a safe working area within the plant according to what is given to them by the UAW Constitution. You know, to be honest with you, Leroy, you hit the nail on the head. I can't be more prouder to be associated with you and Jeff as I am today, hearing what what you're trying to do for people out there and and the hurdles that they're putting up before you and your persistence demanding attention for these issues that these people are asking for, both you and Jeff, it it it, uh, it makes me feel proud to be a union person again and know that there are people out there fighting for other people who really don't know how to do it, but they're looking for that leadership, and they want to do it someday. You know, I'm retired. I'm retired. But I was shocked to see in those reports from our leadership how docile they really did it before, before uh, management and talking about these issues for our people out there on the lines and the needs they had to do on their jobs so they could work safely. Our new president needs to step up and make the kinds of decision, uh, make the same kinds of demands that made this union great when Walter Ruther was in charge. I mean, Americans that are working out there every day in factories on shop floors, driving trucks, they're hungry for union representation, but don't know how or where to turn because the leadership's lacking. We, we, we can get back to this. I mean, unions are strong as long as they build upon the foundation and it's the people they represent. You have those people like Sterling Heights, all right? I don't give a shit who you got in a, in a leadership position. That foundation is so damn strong, they could demand things because they knew they had the support of the people. Why can't we demand things? Because management knows they don't have the support of the people on the floor. They're too damn docile. And at that point, Leroy, I know you're running short on time or whatever. I've said my piece. Oh, I couldn't good. be more proud of you guys. I, I couldn't be more prouder than you guys. And, and uh, I've said my piece, and I'm going on mute. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Tom. Well, you know, brothers, sisters, listeners, uh, Tom knows exactly what happened behind the scenes uh, uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, and uh, so that's where he's at with it. Uh, you know, you can, we can't, you know, there's, there's stuff that, that, you, that you do to bring pressure on people uh, that, uh, sometimes you really don't want to jeopardize those people that actually you contacted in order to make it happen. Uh, so um, uh, I, 
I, that, that's about all I dare say about that. So I want to thank all of those people that stepped up in a life or livelihood support of our members. I want to thank each and every one of you. You know who you are. I know you listen. Thank you very much. These are powerful people that listen to our show. And they, you know, we, we appreciate that they take our calls when it's time. Um, and believe me, I got deep, deep roots, especially in the state of Michigan, right, uh, with our elected officials. Uh, and I don't want to call anybody out because I don't want anybody getting in trouble. But uh, we've reached out to some other people to come on the show, so we don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, you know, everybody, we're like a lightning rod, so people kind of worry about if it's going to help or hurt them by us uh, letting letting you, the listeners, know that these are people that support you and you should be supporting them. So um, we'll get into that uh, as best we can as time goes on. Uh, so uh, having said all of that, uh, you know, thank you, Tom. Uh, you know, I know you know what exactly what happened uh, and pretty much who, who got contacted. Uh, and, you know, we're not half-stepping when it comes to life and livelihood for our members. And we're just not blowing about it. We're actually getting out there and helping make things happen. But guess what? Nobody can do this on their own, Okay had to shout people and some other plants walking out, groups of people walking out. Had that not occurred, we couldn't make the, the case for life over livelihood, okay, to, to those in, in authority. So um, with, with that said, you know, it did change from Tuesday night to 145 on, on Wednesday, and it wasn't because the Detroit 3 or the big three and the UAW changed their mind all on their own. Okay? They lost they lost the confidence in membership with their decision. Now it's only a matter of how long it takes to get them out of there and how broad the, the, the lasso is around some necks. Um, I had a high-level union official ask me, it's just going down into the local unions this past week. And I said, absolutely, yes, it is. And I outlined the reasons why. I can't do that openly here on the air. But there's things going on uh, at local unions. Yeah, you guys that are screwing around, you're toast, lucky to be out of jail by the time you should have retired. And I'm, I'm happy, I'm very happy to put Hobson's choice in your life to make that occur. Very happy with others. Okay? Come after me, bring a lunch. Right? Okay, so in, as a reminder... Uh, please, everyone, do your very best to follow the COVID-19 protocols. You know, if you just flat or just getting cabin fever and you got to get out 
I do. You know, I can't sit and stare at a computer screen 18 inches from my eyes much more than eight hours a day without getting out and having a long view even from through my car window uh, of what's going on around me, okay? So, you know, do what you got to do. You know, if you're able to just get exercise in your own home, then do it. I got to get out to get mine. So uh, the gyms are closed here, so we got to make do with what we can. So, again, please follow the protocols as best you can. Don't If you're in your car, you're pretty safe. You're not bothering anybody else. There's nobody on the roads these days. So, you know, uh, you can kind of slide out and slide back in pretty quick without a lot of problem uh, and, and not be in any contact with anybody. So you're still following the protocol. Six feet, okay, mask if you got them, and uh, wash your hands. Okay. The Any volunteers working in the plants, our opinion, that you need to contact health and safety and get protective equipment. And that's that message is out to the leadership or the government, the union, the corporations. Get them protective equipment. You know, I, I know Governor Whitmer is trying to get get it for us. So, and not just for the first responders and the medical people. You know, yeah, they need it but you're going to keep seeing cases if you don't have the general public with it. It won't slow down until you get the general public masked up. It's that simple. So, uh, let's see a couple new callers. I don't know if they want to press one or not uh, to get their voice on because we're about to close up here. But if you want to say something, press one. Don't see that happening. So thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, Tom mentioned a little bit. Uh, we do mentor a lot of people. You know, Tom and Jeff and I uh, now and over the years. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people hungry for how to best be. You know, be the best. Okay, whether it's in outside politics, activism whether it's trying to be, you know, involved in negotiation at the local union level or an active worker, you know, how do you represent members? Okay, because you first have to define whether it's a grape or a grievance, right? And then you address all grievances. There's lots of ways of doing that. We mentor a lot of people, and a lot of people are enjoying uh, that, I'm not going to call anybody up, but it's nationwide, okay? Uh, and we we really, really, we're not just looking for uh, a, a bunch of people to follow us. We're we're here to help every way we can. So thank you for each and every one of you that are out there doing that, uh, improving yourself. It's election time in a lot of the local unions. Some of you are asking questions about how you should run, what you should do once you're there. And we're we're giving you answers, you know, uh, based on decades, over a hundred years of experience between the three of us. And there's a lot more other people out there as well that are part of our team. So, thank you everybody for all of that. Uh, we're gonna uh, get take one more caller. Uh, see, 
some one person has their hand up. I'm thinking I know who it might be, but welcome to the show, and uh, we'll look forward to your your comments and, and, and or concerns tonight. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm very good. So, uh, what do you what do you have to add I'm tonight? Actually, I'm uh, trying to. I forgot what time zone I'm in because I uh, made a quick trip back home to see my family real quick, and then uh, with this new turn of events over the last couple hours, I have packed up and I am on the road again. Right. Didn't want to get stuck you know, a thousand miles away from your job, right? Yeah, I don't know how strict this is going to be. I've seen a lot of military movement, even in this area. Um, so I don't know what it's going to be like traveling across another time zone to get back there. I don't know. Nobody has said anything about how long we're going to be out, how long, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation of, you know, they're going to drop a shift, they're going to drop two shifts, they're not going to have a set. You know, it, it's, there's, everybody is just hitting the panic button. And, uh, you know, I think um, I'm, I myself am just going to sit back, relax, watch this happen, see what happens, give my body time to rest since we've been doing seven days. So, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate I have to leave my family again and, uh, right. you know, travel back. But I have to do what I have to do. Right. We've been kind of looking for some more to to happen, but, you know, uh, it, and to what, it, to what degree that's going to take place, we don't know either. So uh, we'll, like you said, we'll, we'll see. Again, as much as we try to push... Uh, to make the, the you know the, the macro things happen, the micro happens in your plant, okay, and uh-huh. you know, your plant management and your local union leadership is who you have to follow, okay. We we try to help when we can, and we did this past week, and we were in communication with a lot of local union leadership, and you know they well, were. Well, I can say that the people, people on the floor are. I'm sorry. I was just going to say I know that the people on the floor are very grateful for you stepping in and, and, you know, trying to then realize that we are not just numbers. We are people, and our lives matter just as much as your front office staff that got to work from home and still get paid. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, Again, you know, you and everyone else uh, needs to listen to their local union management. And whether it's in the shutdown mode, still there's some of them still working, or in the uh, the startup mode. And I still think that's a ways off because just they're they're looking at these same numbers. We just went to number three in the world. I don't know if you heard what I said there. Uh, we were eight on Tuesday, and now we're number three with total cases. Wow. Uh, and uh, it, 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 in a couple of days, we could be number two if it keeps going this fast. Because, uh, and you know, we're at what did I say, ninety, uh, uh, ninety-eight per million right now. Ninety-eight per million. I just verifying that's the top of my head. But the average for the 
you know, I mean, even the low numbers for the top six are in the, uh, uh, with accepting China, it has enormous uh, population. But they're in the 250 to 300 right. level. So we got 100, you know, uh, 50% to go here. You know, even if we stop around the 250, 260 level, you know, we're going to wind up with 80,000 or better cases in the United States. And the, the, what's got everybody, you've you got to understand, you know, I mean, even if we were in this, you know, leadership and this decision was, you know, leaning on us, we'd be shutting everything down that we possibly could, you know, because... Absolutely. Uh, this is this is the members, escalating very fast. The membership was very concerned about continuing to work as all of the governors started shutting things down even last week. And we were very concerned that our companies were not thinking of our families too. Like we were afraid of bringing this home to our families. You know, my, my parents are both in their 70s, you know, and I had very limited contact with them over the last three days. Good. That's good. I mean, you got to be real careful washing your hands, washing their hands, you know, maintaining yep. that six feet. You know, you don't dare ha- hug them or give them a neck on the cheek on the way out either, you know, so. I know. You know I so. said goodbye to my dad on the phone. Right. Right. And hopefully everybody, you know, we, we wish everybody the best in this time. You know, we don't want anybody to pass away from this. But the, the hard Thank you. You guys is, too. Yeah. You know, we're you know, we're all kind of getting old ourselves a little bit, but we're not that old, okay? But we're in the we're in the <laughs> yeah. risk area, you know. We're in the risk area. Too damn for sure. Ordinary, you know. Too damn ordinary. What's that? I agree with that statement, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, th- thanks for everything you're doing for your own membership and and, and support of uh, everything that, you know, the, the team. And you, as you know, there's a lot of other people that are in, in the team that you never hear from. Okay, and and you're right. you're well aware well aware of that, and the other people that are that are in the team. So, uh, thank you for well, all I'll that. I'll say one more thing. Yep. Right. Just one more thing about uh, what I'm doing for my new membership, my new brothers and sisters. I am carrying a brand new cooler that I just uh, purchased over the last couple of days, and I have 28 quarts of Handel's homemade ice cream. Going back to the transfers that came with us, and I'm currently sitting at a pizza place to pick up four big pizzas to bring them back home. So I had, I, uh, and I told all of them, I said, "Oh no, I got that the other day. <laughs> I got that one okay. the other day. This yeah. one's in Newton Falls. Um, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm. I even told them, I said, look, I go, this is just." an honor for me to be able to bring you guys some happiness from back home. So it's my privilege. Yeah. Well, if you have a little ice cream social, make sure everybody stays six feet apart. (laughs) 
Oh, I told them. I said, this will be a curb drop-off service, and I use Cash App and PayPal because money is dirty. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for everything you do, and uh, we're going to close it out now if that's all right. Okay. Well, that's have a good night. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute, Leroy. Where is she at? I want to. Go, I want to hit your ride, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be somewhere between right. Somewhere between back home and now, <laughs> and there. Oh yeah, there you go. There, there you go. So yeah, no, yeah, we don't want anybody, you know, pinpointing right. their spots. So yeah, gotcha. Right. <laughs> okay. You be you be uh, safe. Put one more target on me. Go ahead. <laughs> What's that? What did you say? I said put one more target on me. Go ahead. I'm a big girl. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we're not. We didn't put that target on you. We know it because you're no, going no. from not the, you point A yeah. to point B. We didn't even yeah, we didn't even say where you're going for sure. So uh, that's right. that's just as well too. Uh, so that that plant's <laughs> not identified. So anyhow. I know you uh, by name. So, uh, anyhow, um, you know, let's close this out now. And if uh, mm-hmm. if Jeff, Tom, or our guest has anything else to say in closing, we'll start. Jeff, do you have anything? No, sir. Tom, you got anything else? Uh, no. <laughs> Be safe. Okay, special guest, you have anything? Yeah, be safe. Uh, just make sure you sanitize your debit card and credit cards that you've been using. Use the wipes on those, too. That was my other little tidbit of information for my family. Okay. Good. Thank you. I don't have anything else You're to welcome. add. Just be safe. Yeah, thank you very much. And be safe, everybody. And we're going to close it out. Thanks to our global listeners, our Canada and Mexico listeners. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Union and non-Union listeners, all of our UAW listeners for sure. And if you found value in the show, tell just one more person about us. If you do that, please. Have fun. Stay safe. Follow the protocols uh, as you work and go through the next coming week or just or at home uh, as you um, shelter in place the best you can. And God bless each and every one of you. Good night, listeners. Good night. Tom, Jeff, and special guest. Have a great weekend and the rest of the weekend a great week. Bye-bye. Night. Night. Night.